coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. Everyone thinks vegan. Oh, you're healthy. No, honey, donuts can be vegan. And their route would take them right past the room I was busy playing tonsil tennis in. Especially in our industry, at industry events, people get liquored up and God knows what has happened. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to RSVP. I'm Callum Dilietto and this is the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for, well, mainly banter, but also some inspiration as well. Now, I believe that inspiration should come from the most unlikely sources, right? So, bear with me. I have a point to make and it comes from being inspired by Disney. Now, anybody that knows me knows that this is probably not that unusual for me to be referencing Disney, but it's more about the consuming of their movies. So, Mulan, for example, was supposed to be released in the cinema this year in March 2020. For very obvious reasons, that couldn't happen. And so Disney took the decision to release it on their streaming service, Disney Plus, at a premium. So those that subscribed had to pay extra to access said movie. I was willing to part with my money to watch the movie at the cinema. However, I was not willing to part with my money to watch it online. Fast forward a few months, it's been released on DVD. And yes, I've purchased it for that hard copy. And I know, okay, I'm probably the only weirdo that still buys DVDs. Either way... The psychology behind what I was willing to pay for is very different. And I think that's something that we can learn from with events. People were used to buying tickets to a live event. When it went digital, or when any kind of content is consumed digital, suddenly there is a reluctance to pay. But if there is a physical object involved, some kind of tangible thing that people can touch and hold, perhaps that would encourage people to part with their money a little bit more. What I'm trying to say is, if you are trying to turn an event digital, maybe, not a DVD, because I am aware no one else has DVDs, but maybe some sort of physical artifact, some kind of souvenir, something that people can really feel could be a way to engage with those attendees in a more profitable way. Food for thought. If you have any opinions, let me know. Please get in touch on cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. Likewise, if you've got any confessions, use that same email address and let me know your anonymous confessions. In this episode, Dave Long, the Chief Creative Officer at ATX Event Systems, reacts to one of the confessions that I trust you will very much enjoy. And of course, we have Sam McNeil, our in-house band giving us his wrap-up song at the end of this podcast. So make sure you listen all the way until the end. Until then, though, sit back, relax, and enjoy RSVP. 
Hi, Dave. Thank you so much for joining us on RSVP. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having me as well. I love that we can do this on other sides of the world at the same time. Exactly. Technology is fantastic, right? Although okay. I'm a bit too used to being on communication like this now. Yeah, by the way, no one can see this, but Callum's not wearing pants right now. <laughs> People are going to believe that. That's the worrying <laughs> thing. People are actually going to believe that. Um, so we've met a few times now, and I think the first time was in New York while I was out there for a month. Um, and you were such a good person to meet because you hooked me up with every networking event that was going on in those weeks and you were like Mr. New York for me. So that was very, very appreciated. Not at all. I think that's one of my leading passions, I guess, uh, is to connect people. And I think that's kind of why I'm in events in general. I love that connection that we gained from having a shared experience. Most impressively was when you were speaking at our event and most other people would cancel, but you didn't. You broke your leg, still flew across the Atlantic, arrived at our venue and delivered an incredible talk without a single slide and just had everybody fully immersed in the story that you were telling. It was brilliant and true dedication on your part. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, I am. Uh, my husband says that I am... Um, like the worst case of ADHD he's ever seen in his life. So I always have something on the go. And my 2019 New Year's resolution was to be able to hold a 10 second handstand. And of course, I was pretty close to it. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go for something even harder. So I'm going to start to walk in my handstand. And that was a really poor idea. So I broke my ankle two days before I was supposed to fly out to the UK to talk to everyone at the um, CNIT US Forum. And uh, you know what? I'm one of those people that just, you'll never catch me sitting still, ever. So <laughs> what a great New Year's resolution. And, and also what a great story. You know, most people say, oh, I, you know, fell off a curb or, you know, I, I tripped. So you were doing a, a walking handstand. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's almost a brag in some ways. Humble brag, humble brag. So the first part of RSVP is your opportunity to rant. And without further ado, what is your rant? My rant. Okay, so right now, obviously, the our industry is hurting really bad, really, really bad. Nobody can gather. Everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. We've got buzzwords galore that are starting to mean nothing. Um, you know, Pivot is one of those virtual is another where people are just like, yeah, we're virtual. What does that mean? Ah, well, you know, we're on the internet. Um, so I think the, the world that we live in right now is just filled with buzzwords that don't mean anything. And I think if I were to have a rant, um, I would want people to realize that there there is meaning and there's there's content and there's purpose behind each of those words and to find the purpose behind each of those words for your event for your experience for whatever it is because like i said before the reason i'm in events is because i truly believe that events connect and they can change lives and i've seen that happen countless times at events and I feel like a lot of people have lost that 
purpose, that, uh, that heart thumping moment uh, that a live event would traditionally give us. And moving into virtual, I think people have started to think about things as, oh, how do we just get through? How do we just make this happen? Because we have to make it happen. And I, I can't stand that. I just, I, that's not within my nature. It's not within um, what I believe to be true about events. They're not here to just be done. Um, they are here to make impacts and to change the world. You know, people meeting for the first time at a networking event and then creating multi-billion dollar companies. That's how the world works. That's how the world operates. And we need to get back to understanding that in our soul again and finding that passion. So I think if I were to have a rant about anything, it's pull your finger out, everybody. Get with it and let's make this industry great. Oh, that was almost Donald Trump. <laughs> Let's bring our industry back, back to where it was. That was, I mean, to be fair, if you hadn't compared it to Donald Trump, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't even drawn that parallel. But now all I can hear is him saying that. But the message, the message that you're, you're putting forward is, is 100% true. All too often, I meet event planners that say, oh, well, you know, we're not, we're not, saving lives or you know we're not doing anything but you know we're not doctors we're not lawyers and i'm like exactly what you've just said there events are so much more powerful than people can realize yeah and i i always say to people who say that you know the events industry is always characterized as the second most stressful job in the world the first being airplane control what do you call that yeah, the people that yeah, stop planes you know, from crashing, basically. Yeah, like like that's a high stakes job. There's a lot of things that could go wrong there, but we don't we don't save lives, but we can change lives. Is what I say to everybody. Um, so I want people to get over that hump as quickly as possible, so that we can get back to being as creative, as inspirational as possible with all of our events. So the second part of RSVP is all about stories and. This is actually divided into three. So the first story I'd like you to tell us is the most memorable experience you've had of a destination. This could be either a city or a country that you've absolutely loved. Oh, I think being in lockdown, it was really hard to pick one because pretty much if I could travel anywhere right now, I'd be like over the moon. My husband and I try and take a, a big trip at least once every six months somewhere in the world to somewhere that we haven't been. And uh, I think about two years ago, we shifted our mindset to um, much more of a gratitude mindset and realized that we are truly, truly lucky to be able to travel the world as we do. Um, so wherever we go, we try and figure out, um, one, I'm a big foodie, so I want a unique food experience that no one has ever done before. Um, and two, I want to figure out how I can give back to somebody that's underprivileged in the community. So recently we went to uh, Johannesburg in Cape Town and uh, those two cities, the, the people are beautiful, first of all. They're incredibly giving of their time, incredibly giving of their culture, their food, just really warm um, and uh, personable people. 
when we were there, I was trying to figure out both of those things, trying to figure out how to create a food experience um, that nobody's ever done before and two, how to create an experience where we give back. So um, I connected with a DMC that we had used quite a few times in my agency years. My representative said to me, here's an idea. Knowing that you're trying to do these two things, what if we combine them together? I actually know a school that has been set up in a um, essentially a shanty town, and they are set up to basically allow parents to go and work. Uh, so they look after the kids, they feed the kids. They, you know, these these parents don't have a lot of money to be able to pay for anything. So. The fact that this exists allows them to get back to work, to come back into society, et cetera, et cetera. She suggested that we cook for the kids. And she said, if the, the school has said that if you pay for the day's worth of food, you can cook whatever you want. You can hang out with the kids for the day. You can feed the community because there's usually a, a bunch of food that's left over that then goes out to feed the community. I'm like, yes, absolutely. Let's do that. That sounds amazing. Um, so, uh, being, um, vegan, uh, it was a really interesting thing to put together a menu because I was like, what do they normally eat? And she's like, pasta and sauce and chicken nuggets. And I'm like, wait, what? Really? <laughs> it was one of those experiences where it's easy to be that condescending Western traveler, you know, where you go there and it's like, oh, I'm helping the children and, you know, taking selfies and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like we were trying to find connection and we, we constantly say now, whenever we're reminiscing about traveling or anything like that, that Cape Town was the destination that we felt the most connected to anywhere in the world. That's such, that's such a beautiful experience. And I think, like you said, that the fact that you were kind of in that place of, of gratitude anyway, and then giving back, but in a in, in a more authentic manner in terms of, you know, it's not like a, a tourist attraction. Oh, come here. And, you know, we have a bunch of tourists feed, you know, and then, you know, off they go and, and, and do their, their lives again. Whereas it sounds like you had a real kind of grassroots attachment to the locals in a way that can't really be sold as an experience but you just have to be there the second story i'd love to hear um, is about your most memorable experience of a hotel and this can be you know the fanciest bougiest hotel you've ever stayed in or it could literally just be a tiny little shack that you rested your head in once what what is it for you um when i first became vegan which was I want to say three years ago. It was a it was a small shift for me because I'd been vegetarian for quite a while, um, and then I just got rid of eggs and milk because I was just tired of doing that. Um, and so I became really concerned about traveling because it was a little bit more difficult back then to eat as a vegan. So um, I was traveling to an event um, and I stockpiled food. Like I brought the most ridiculous stuff with me. I brought apples on the plane. I brought peanut butter, bread. I bought like literally I had like a picnic in my little carry on just in case um, because I was traveling to Indianapolis and I was like, I don't know how good Indianapolis is going to be with vegans. So I'm just going to bring everything, pack it and whatever. 
Anyway, so we got there. It was a gigantic event. It was a big program. Um, we were staying at the JW Marriott in um, Indianapolis. And uh, I spoke to the chef once I got there. And I was like, hey, there are a couple of like vegans on our program, but I just wanted to check in with you and just see what your thoughts are. You know, the little details, like make sure that there's a milk alternative out for coffees and things like that. He had told me that very recently, um, Marriott's in general, but particularly their Marriott, had been undergoing a big pilot program for plant-based foods because they had recognized that it was the way of the future and that there were a lot more people that were going to be. So I ate like a king that week. It was inc- The food was incredible. They were super creative. Um, I'm a fitness instructor as well outside of this. So I'm, I'm quite health conscious when it comes to the choices that I make, you know, everyone thinks vegan. Oh, you're healthy. No, honey, donuts can be vegan. So, you know, there's, there's, there's both ends of the spectrum still in vegan food. Junk food vegans do exist. Um, but, uh, it was like mind blowing to me that in the middle of Indianapolis, I was eating better than I was eating in New York city. It's funny you mention about junk food vegans. I'm not quite a vegan. I'm a pescatarian, but I am definitely the junk food pescatarian. Like <laughs> I am, t- I pretty much will have every fast food that's still available, but the, you know, the pescatarian version of it or a vegan KFC burger. That was my dream when that came out. Did you, did you make it there? I think it was in like Atlanta or something that they released it. They, we had it. Pre-COVID, oh, you did? We had it pre-COVID and then COVID came along and they said, right, we're reducing our menus, you know, stripping them back down again. And I have never... That's probably the most upsetting thing about 2020 for me. <laughs> What's your most memorable food experience that goes beyond destination? It goes beyond a hotel. Like, it, it could literally be around the corner from where you're living, like, but really kind of hits home with you. So for my last birthday, I wanted an experience where all of my friends could eat and not feel like I was ramming veganism down their throats or anything like that. Like, I'm really not that kind of a vegan. I do it for me. I don't do it for you. I don't care what you eat. Um, So I wanted to make sure that everybody had an option. Uh, So there's an amazing restaurant called uh, John's of 12th Street in uh, New York. And it's this super old, super pokey kind of space that has a candelabra in there that had been burning candles since they opened. And I want to say it was like 115 years ago or something like that. Um, So there's this giant candelabra and it's just covered in wax from 115 years. Um, It's really dark. It's not a very large venue at all. Um, It's it's kind of old school red sauce, New York Italian, but they have a vegan menu. And I was just like, the first time we went, I was mind blown. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. And then I connected with the um, host and he was telling me all about the history and that I think it was one of the family had become vegan. So they decided to start cooking more vegan and then they eventually just added it. Um, they had pivoted to be relevant uh, and, you know, flow with the times and and not be weighed down by tradition, celebrate tradition, but um, figure out how that can weave into de- today's 
story. Um, and so for me, that was in an incredible experience to be able to see all of my friends eat whatever they wanted. Um, obviously a few of my friends are vegan as well. Um, and to be able to experience something that felt so old, I can't go to a traditional steakhouse, for example, that's not an experience that we have very often anymore. Um, so to be able to do that in New York, in a place that felt like, you know, get your, get your, um, elbows off the table, you know, like non a traditional, like get the hell out if you don't like the food kind of place. Um, that, that was really great and really special to me. Yeah. And I, I completely understand that because even in London, I feel like anywhere that sort of suits the more modern day dietary requirements does have a, a very kind of either hipster feel or just, you know, literally feels like it's just been built. So it is, is lovely to marry the, the traditional with, with a, a more contemporary dietary requirement, but I couldn't help think in my head as you were sort of describing it especially with the candelabra like i was just picturing like be our guest beauty and the beast <laughs> but but like the vegan remix <laughs> oh this is a great idea this is our next filming this is the next segment that we're going to create together we'll, we'll work, work on, it. on it we'll work on it just watch this space there will be a remix of be our guest but with vegan lyrics just to... and it's going to be terrible and we apologize in advance but either way we're going to make it sorry So the next part of RSVP is the V and that's visions. So it's your opportunity to paint the picture of your dream event, an impossible event, event that would either require lots and lots of money or literally just couldn't be achieved today. When you, when you pitched this idea to me, I was like, okay, what would I do for my next birthday? If COVID was not a thing. <laughs> um, so we've been really into 90s nostalgia recently. Drive-in movie theaters, now a thing. We watched Back to the Future. We watched The Goonies. We watched all these things in the last couple of weeks. So we're totally in like that 90s mindset right now. And so my brain immediately went to, as a kid, what would I have wanted to do for my birthday? And I don't know if it ever made it to the UK. It was a US show. It made it to Australia, where I'm from. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Did that make it there? It's a Nickelodeon show. I, f I feel like, was it like a game show where you had to like... It was a game show, like, yeah. I, I feel like, I, I don't think it came over here, but I've definitely seen something of it. I think Indiana Jones kind of thing. Um, and there were these teams, and I want to say there was a talking rock or like a carved emblem and he had a mouth and he like talked and told people in this really big voice that they had to do all these things and it was always in rhyme and it was super cool as a kid it was all themed around this jungly kind of temple vibe so my dream event would be my next birthday party which is coming up the set not not a recreation it would be the set from the 90s show Legends of the Hidden Temple. We would be doing all of the obstacle courses, have musical guests, of course, all the way through. Any of my late great heroes. So why the hell not? Let's have the Spice Girls headline this. Where I'm at in my career right now, this would all be televised as well. There'd be production galore. There would be um, cameras everywhere. Everyone's invited. Anyone who's listening, just 
wait, wait for the link. The invite will come out. Make sure you register and give me your dietary constraints and we'll all be good. You're going to regret that. There's going to be thousands <laughs> of people all knocking on your door saying, am I coming to that? Because that birthday party sounded fantastic. So All of my closest friends. You're all invited. <laughs> Let's do it. I, that is an event that personifies you in so many ways. <laughs> you know, it's like hyper energy and, you know, the craziness going on at the time, but then also broadcast to the world. Yeah, and then, why not? And giving back at the same time. So it's it's got that, you know, strong moral aspect to it, loads of energy and fun. And then at the same time, letting it, like, it's being shared just globally. I I think that is fantastic. I love it. So the final part of RSVP is we we get people writing in with lots of anonymous confessions and they have to be anonymous because at the end of the day, they don't want to put their names to these experiences. And I get it. I get it. I totally do, especially after some of the ones that we've had uh, in recent weeks. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So I'm going to read this to you and feel free to interject at any point uh, and just share this confession as it were okay <clears throat> dear callum i was listening to episode seven feeling frisky and the confession reminded me of a time when the lines between personal and professional were blurred for me although what i'm about to confess is not quite as bad as naughty videos so just to let you know episode seven feeling frisky was uh, a confession where a a girl had sent a naughty video to her boss instead of her boyfriend by accident okay. um, within an agency because they had the same name. Um, okay. So if that I'd is... I'd say the... honest mistake, but no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if I could ever make that mistake, but someone did, obviously. Um, okay. And so that's clearly the inspiration behind this confession. Okay. But, oh, but I'm I scared now. <laughs> I was at an overnight industry event with my boss. The content for the day had finished and we were all in the bar drinking the night away. I was single at the time and couldn't help feel a mutual attraction with one of the other delegates. However, with my boss just metres away, I of course remained professional and tried to keep my flirting to a very subtle minimum. We've all been there. We've all been there. The night continued, but my boss seemed to be in it for the long haul. I was hoping they would have gone to bed by now so that I could potentially be a little bit more informal with my newfound love interest. Mm -hmm. But that was not the case. But then, almost telepathically, seriously, no words were said, the two of us decided to leave the bar and find somewhere more private. Within minutes, we'd snuck off into a deserted room and, blame the alcohol, we had started to make out. Okay. I mean, you know, we've all been to industry events where where this kind of craziness happens. Gets a little happens. messy. Gets a yeah. little messy, yes, for sure. What I didn't realise was at the same time, my boss and their group had all decided to go for a cigarette. And their route oh, would take no. them right past the room I was busy playing tonsil tennis in. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, okay. Suddenly, I heard my name being called in a tone that can only be described as a cocktail of anger, humour and confusion. The two of us darted into the shadows and into another room, hoping that nothing more would come from it. But 
My boss decided to chase us until my identity was confirmed. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was so embarrassed and haven't lived it down since. I still have my job, thankfully, but my boss constantly brings it up. <laughs> luckily, luckily, it sounds like it sounds like their boss was was of the kind of you know was was happy enough to kind of take the mick a little bit and not take it too seriously. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the thing about um, our industry. You know, we are a corporate buttoned up when we need to be, but we can let loose when we need to. Of course, it's not unprecedented. Let's put it that way. Especially in our industry, at industry events, people get liquored up, and God knows what has happened behind those doors. Especially, I think people kind of feel like if it's part of an industry event or if it's after one of your events it's time to let loose inhibitions go straight out the door because you've been like riled up for so long you like you're letting all of that tension go finally and then whoo my advice would be own it just own it you know at the end of the day don't be embarrassed by it it happened you know your boss saw you Go for it, own it, enjoy it, and be like, you know what? Yeah, I did. I did. It happened. And yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I love that. That is great advice. Just own it. And you know what? I, I My favorite part of it is the fact that the boss, there was a decision in, in, that, in that boss's mind at one point where they said, I think, I think I know that person. And what they could have done was just sort of brushed it off or thought, no, 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 I'm going to carry on going to have my cigarette. Yep. But instead, they no. decided, I'm going to chase that person down. I'm chasing down. you down. Imagine <laughs> if it wasn't. Imagine if it was like some random person and you're just like, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Oh, sorry. This is just kind of awkward now. Continue. Go ahead. Yeah. It's fine. Please. <laughs> oh, God. Come on. You, you've, you've done worse than this. I I have uh, no comment on that one. No I didn't mean you. I meant the boss. But yes, Callum, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Could have been a lot worse. If it was a client, that's a whole different story. But it's somebody in the industry. It was a social event. I feel like this one's okay. I give this one a passing mark. You're fine. At our events, our policy is that we do not drink. Yeah. 100% depends on the circumstance. Um, but... If it was if it was a non-professional environment, get ahead, have fun. I wouldn't interrupt. I wouldn't chase after that person. I would not be that boss. Um, because you know what? At the end of the day, you might have found love. Who knows? Thank you again to Dave and watch this space because that Beauty and the Beast vegan remix is coming soon. <laughs> However, a more acoustically appealing song is coming up right now. Yes, Sam McNeil, the UK general manager for Song Division, also known as the RSVP in-house one-man band, is about to play his wrap-up song. Before that, though, I urge you to rate, like, subscribe, review, and help us get RSVP to the masses. The one piece of interaction I really want from you, though, is for you to give me your confessions. All you have to do is email anonymously to cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. That's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. 
and I will read out and share those kind of stories that you just don't want to put your name to. For now, though, until next week, play it, Sam. Let's make this a little funky number, Callum. Here we go. Dave's a rock star walking on his hands while Callum sits around wearing no pants. I'm talking virtual pivot, they're just buzzwords galore. But events mean content, purpose, and more. Let's make an impact and change the world. Let's touch the lives of every boy and girl. Eat like a king at JW Marriott Who would have thunk it in the middle of Indianapolis Legends of the hidden temple, that's his jam Eating KFC burgers with that vegan ham Obstacles, adventure and production galore We'll even get the Spice Girls along to perform But if you're feeling frisky and there's mutual attraction You can escape. Well, it happens. You lie.